Welcome to episode 99 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. That's, How are you, Mike? I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was uh, just trying to think about that. I'm like, yeah, I still am, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mixed emotions here. That, the, the little more amped up intro, 99. If you'd have told me, hell, 99, it's almost two years ago. 52 and 52 would be 104. Yeah. Um, so basically, two, year, two years ago, had you said we'd have done 100 podcasts, I probably would have laughed in your face. <laughs> and said, oh, you're an idiot, Dave. Because, you know, there's no way in the world we'll stick to, you know. I, you know, I was thinking once the, the, the Yeti came in. Right. Yeah, well, you know, we'll do it. And after three or four, uh yeah, you know, right. we're, we're kind of busy. We didn't have time. To, but here we are, 99. Hopefully the world doesn't end because we got to get to at least 100 now. Oh, yeah, I no, mean, we got to get to 104. Well, 104 would be two years, but nobody remembers 104. Number right. 100 is the episode that uh, people will remember. 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. But, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Although I am spacing it out because you know how we don't like to, unless we have all IPAs, we don't like to go IPA, IPA, IPA. Right. Well, obviously, if we have three IPAs, we have to do it that way. But when we have another type of beer, we like to separate the IPAs. And tonight, again, is a listener uh, donation. The first one from my sister-in-law, Mary Ellen. When her and my mother-in-law went to Maine, she brought me back three beers. Thank you, Mary uh, yeah, Ellen. Thank you, Mary Ellen. It's Gigantic Dad Pants IPA, 7.5%, 40 IBUs from Kushnock Brewing Company. C-U-S-H-N-O-C. I would, I'm yeah. assuming Kushnock yeah, is yeah, probably yeah, right. That's what I think but it's a Maine brewery. And... The second and third selections are from Brandon Karst. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, the second one we'll get to when we get to it. The third one is an IPA from Kentucky. So we've got a Maine IPA first, a Kentucky IPA third. So kind of like a state versus state. You know, right. what state of the two, Maine, Kentucky, has a better IPA? So and then when we get really conditioned to all this, we should have a just a, a, a national rivalry of you know, one IPA from each state and see if we can get through all 50. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. So, without further ado, one away, starting the episode one away from 100. Nice hazy color to it. Yep. New England. Grapefruit on the notes. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, yeah, that's gonna rate well. Yeah, that's a very smooth IPA. I like it a lot. So, well, hey, while we enjoy gigantic dad pants IPA, um, after a couple weeks in mothballs, because that's how well our lives have been going, Dave. I think, without further ado, we got to go. All right, yeah, so a 
after a couple weeks not having a fuck you, I've actually got a couple. Um, and glad your procedure went well. You know, I see you're walking around with the walker. You can tell the listeners what exactly you had done here in a minute. Yep. And my fuck you isn't to you because you got to look care, take care of yourself and look after yourself. My fuck you is to basically the medical profession. Now, um, I'm, I'll call him a loyal listener, uh, Josh Wendy. Most of the time he'll get four or five behind, but then he travels and then right. boom, 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 boom. He gets caught up. So he's a loyal listener. Right. Gets a little behind, delinquent but loyal. There you go. So, um, he you know he heard of his knee at on spring break, made an appointment, got it taken care of. You had a little uh, owie, made an appointment, got it taken care of. Here I am, fucking, <laughs> a, a damn right. near, you know. And I, I get my procedure is more in depth than yours and Josh's. Right. Um. So I get that. Considerably more. You know, so I get that. Yeah. But I have yet to hear from the doc. I mean, they haven't even called me to make the appointment to make this cat. Because I got to get a cat scan so they can go in there and say, okay, let's, we got to do this. We got to do that. If we, you know, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that. Oh, we got to yeah. make this. Got to make that. But I equate it to, like, you know, you and Josh went into the emergency room with a little hangnail on your pinky finger like oh this is really burning this is really uncomfortable doc i'd like to get this addressed i go in there with multiple stab wounds to the chest and they're like huh let that fucker bleed out because <laughs> we got this hangnail to take care of if nothing else okay i get if nothing else give me some crutches give me a brace right give me a, say right. hey come in for a shot of cortisone give me some vicodin give me some oxy i'll get addicted to oxycontin <laughs> if it could uh, just alleviate the excruciating pain that i'm in right um, the first half of Ruby and I's walk, it's about a 2.7 mile walk. And I'd say about a mile and three quarters, no, mile and a third to a mile and a half is business as usual. But about that mile and a half point, it gets to the point where it's like, oh my God, this, the fucking pain. And, and, and then my right foot starts to hurt. I, I know I've got torn ligaments in my right foot. My, then my, the, my right back starts hurting. Then you and start then every, walking and then, all Yeah, and then everything and, starts, yeah. gets all out of whack. And some people would say, well, just don't walk your dog. Well, I'm the type, you know, yeah. I'm going to push it. Right. Because I'm not just going to sit at home. Because if I sit at home and do nothing, I'm going to get fatter than I already am. And I'll be, I'll be 370 pounds in the blink of an eye. Right. You know, and that's all I'm at. So it's like, hey, let's rate the, the need deals in order of importance. You know, okay. Right. Exactly. Maybe mine's more extensive, but I should have had this fucking thing. Looked at, and they should know what they're building. Fuck, I haven't even had the scat, cat scan yet. Yeah, and I you know. and you and Josh are fit as a fiddle already. Well, you're you're in recovery mode, you know, yeah, judging yeah, yeah, by yeah. the walker. But I mean, you're already done and over with. Here, I'm just sitting here fucking dying away. Right, and they, you know, and it could be the whole hangnail analogy that you gave is that, you know, for mine, they could mine was like a 30 minute procedure out the door, and I think I was probably in there a little bit longer towards 45. I'm not sure, um, and and I didn't even. I didn't even get a chance to talk to the doctor afterwards. I woke up in recovery and, you know, I got, um, I got a thing of water and they actually asked, they said, do you want some coffee? I'm like, sure. I mean, they wanted my ass out of there. Like, you know, you need to go, bud. I didn't even get a chance to talk to the doctor. So I don't know. I assume it went well. Um, well, yeah, we'll assume the if, walker they, if, they is sent, on, if they sent you home. Yeah. That's my assumption. So yeah, mine was, mine was just, uh, generically called a tear repair and clean out. So I had a tear that was causing me some issues. It was kind of like Jekyll and Hyde. 
I was fine 80% of the time. Um, couldn't run or jump or do anything like that, of course. But, you know, I could walk. I could, I could walk quite a ways uh, pain-free, unlike you. Um, not too many other issues other than every once in a while I would go to turn to, you know, turn to go in, into a different direction or uh, the one time, don't ask me how this happened, but I just rolled over in bed and, you know, click. And I went from zero pain to 10. Um, I just, I, my knee was locked and I had, I didn't know how I was going to get it unlocked. Um, kayaking this summer, same thing. Um, you know, my daughter's like, here, take the cooler. So I, you know, I pulled my legs apart, but my feet are still locked down in the bottom. And like I said before, I think I mentioned this on another pod and I heard the, I heard the snap in my knee and all of a sudden it's locked and I'm, you know, I'm about to float down the river with a freaking cooler between my legs. Like what the hell am I supposed to do with my knee all jammed up anyway? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, in, in a full knee replacement for you, I mean, that, that is <laughs> as opposed to my 30 minute procedure yeah. or whatever it is, I'm, I'm pretty sure yours is going to push four hours or three well, and hours. That, and, or... That's, and that's fine. And Danny, Randy, but that's what I'm saying. I think the pecking order, they, you know, they sure. should have looked at you, know, you, Josh, and guys yeah. like you. So oh, okay, right. well, yeah, that's just that's going to be an easy fix. We'll just put that on the back burner, a la the hangnail type. Whereas mine, right. you know, you know, the multiple stab wounds in the chest, you got to get that person in the ER and you know try right. to save his life. Right. Maybe but, they just looked at you and go, "This guy's this guy's tougher than shit. We can let him sit on the burner. That, It'll be that, okay." Either that, or they're probably saying, "You know, the only doc that will help him is Doctor Kavorkian, and Doctor <laughs> Kavorkian's been dead a long time, so he's just gonna have to sit and ride it out." But uh, that was actually the report on your knee, though. Yeah. Now, before I get to my second fuck you, do you have a fuck you for the week? You know, I really don't. Um, everything went well. Um, I haven't. No, I don't. All right. I can't I can't think of anything that's really been that really bent me egregiously. All right. Well, then I've got a second one, one for each of us. And my second one is, you know, like some I'm not going to say guys because it's females can do this as well, too. Some people love to hunt, love to fish. Right. Love to golf. Yep. Uh, uh, mountain climb, backpack, hike, all, you know, hobbies. Right? Play chess. Play chess. Sure. I don't do any of those things. Right. My hobby is fantasy football. And I am in like, let's see real quick, one, two, minimum six leagues, let's say. Okay. I have an outside chance still in one of the leagues. And we're only in week nine, and there's an extra week this year. So yep. there's 18 weeks, 17 games. One of the six teams... The six leagues, I've got a somewhat remote shot. That's my brother-in-law, Henry, who uh, also is a very delinquent listener. He'll listen every once in a while and then get caught up, whatever, whatever. And the, But the other five, on paper, I'm still fired up about my teams on paper in these other leagues. And yet, I'm near the bottom, if not at the bottom, in all five of those five other leagues. And it's, it's frustrating. I mean, I got fucking players that... You know, I know last year and this year are two different years, but the guy who won my league has my first two picks. Adams and Rodgers last year won the league. I have Adams and Rodgers this year, and I'm in 12th fucking place out of 14. And it's um, so it's my hobby. You know, it, it would be like, you know, you're, 
you as a golfer. Right. You know, going out, you you, you think you're good, you know, your your game's been good, and then for like two months straight, you shoot 112. Right. You know, by the you know by the tenth outing, you're gonna be like, or the tenth, uh, not outing, what the fuck? Yeah. You you're gonna be like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not even having any fucking fun. I'm shooting 112. This is fucking. That's the way I. So a big fuck you to fantasy football. Even though there's a long way to go, I got fucking guys that are supposed to be good and they're not fucking producing. Yes, it was my fault for drafting them. I get it. But these guys are all fucking good. And, yeah, sure. Now, Alan Lazard just scores from Jordan Love. I don't get any fucking points for that because who the fuck has Alan Lazard? <laughs> Nobody. But yet, Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, fucking doing nothing except pudding off in the corner. Look at the seats that Jordan Love's girlfriend and mom got. They couldn't have. You know he's not. You know he's a little wrong <laughs> right. player. But they got the worst there. fucking seats in the house. But... Anyway, that's my second fuck you of the week after being yeah. modestly laid back and happy for the last, you know, for episodes 97 and 98. I don't know if we did a fuck you in 96 or not, but those two things really fucking frosted my ass. And yeah, and you called it at the beginning. When you came home with your team, you know, you said normally when you're really happy with your picks. They suck. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I, in my... The, because the league that I run manually is my favorite league. Obviously, I'm biased. But 14 guys, you know, 11 of those 14 have been around for, you know, 30-plus years. So it's a it's a home league. Right. Have a lot of fun at it. Well, obviously, I'm having fun this year. but and, I, and if I look at my paper or the team on paper, it's like, this is still a good fucking team. And yet, I just get obliterated. Points wise, because that league's not a head to head; it's a points league. So I don't know. Maybe it's time for me to, you know, go ask uh, Doctor Weir if I can just have a lifetime prescription to uh, oxycotton, and I'll just do oxy and coke. Yeah, no, I think you, I think you should stick with the fantasy football. To be honest with you. All right. Well, but it's very fun. You're only fun. one year removed from being champ. Come on. Well, no. Dave won last year, so two years. Oh, two league. years. Two years because Dave Bork won my league last oh, year. Oh, because you were the champ when we started this yes. whole thing. Uh, yes, my bad. Uh, yeah, we must be having fun though, because time is flying. Oh yeah, time does fly. But anyway, so normally we do the fuck you segment, segment three. It's been a couple, at least two week hiatus, so we wanted to get it right off Jump Street in episode ninety nine. And unfortunately, you know, the world's a perfect place for Dave. He has no fuck yous. So well, I mean, I, I could I could put one out there just in case. Because uh, I actually, I, I I didn't feel like I had enough information from my doctor as well, so I made another appointment. Um, and lo and behold, so that you might use this information. So I went in there and I started talking to him, and it was like he had to. And I had I had the the surgery uh, scheduled for November fifth, and I went in uh, two weeks before that. I got an appointment and said, hey, look, I just want to go over some things, some expectations. I've talked to a few people that are that have gone in for the same procedure that I'm going in for. And, you know, they come out of the recovery room and, the, you know, they, they end up taking their whole meniscus. They end up just taking whatever was left out. I said, I just want to know up front is what are the chances that that's going to happen? Because I don't want that to happen. I don't want my full meniscus removed. You know, and he starts talking to yada, 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 and for, well, and from your charts. And, and by the way, on that appointment, I, I waited two hours in the waiting room 
I had a scheduled appointment that I was there for on time and I waited two hours. Who does that? I should have walked out, but I'm glad I didn't. And I don't know if he needed that time to look at all my stuff again to know, you know, to you know, refresh his memory on what the hell he was going to be talking about. Um, but I, I'm assuming everything worked out pretty, pretty well that he didn't take my meniscus. Uh, but the fact that I didn't talk to the doctor before I left, um, you know, if it comes to pass that, you know, he, he tells me, oh, well, by the way, <laughs> you know, that thing you didn't want yeah. to have happen. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Um, so I'll, I'll save my fuck you for that if, and when that actually happened. And is I, that like, a, is that like a manhood thing? Like you're, you're going to feel like less of a man if you took your meniscus or no, <laughs> it's just like, it, you know, if there's some meniscus left in there, it just tells me that maybe I have some, I have some activity, you know, I can still, you know, if I want to think I'm 35 still, I can maybe go for a run or, you know, play basketball one so more you time. So you don't have a meniscus, you can't do anything? Well, it makes it, no, I'm just saying you can, it just makes it a hell of a lot harder and your knee swells up a shit ton faster. I wonder what you, what you can do with a metal kneecap. Because he did show me that in the yeah. initial visit. And I will, I'm assuming I will set off metal detectors. At you airport, might have right? to carry like a little yeah. thing through the airport or something. Either I, that, I'll just get my, but just leg, think about, I'll get my leg out and say, well, there's no way I've got a bomb in there. No. Well, think about, <laughs> think about. All the people that do have artificial hips and knees and stuff like that. Does, I wonder if everybody has to carry some kind of a thing like, hey, I got an artificial hip. Or uh, they, do, they do the wand. Yeah. No, they probably don't have to carry anything. So you get through and you know, it sets off the thing. And uh, Or uh, when you go through now and you get into the deal and you got to have your hands up like you're being yeah. held up. And the, 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 yep. the, the x-ray machine does that little swirl around yep. you. It probably shows there, like, yeah. oh, this guy's got a... There's something in his knee, duck! <laughs> so... But, uh, but yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. I would hope. Well, if it is, fuck him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you got to be able to fly. I mean, I'm not oh, hell be yes. the only person no. with an artificial... No, anyway. God, half the people in Florida yeah. have artificial uh, joints. Right. So, all right. So, what else we got here before we rate gigantic dad pants? Um, I'm a little terrified right now, and I don't know if anybody else is. Um, the Japanese beetles and the ladybugs, I think they're the kind of the same thing, but look look a little bit different when you get two side by side. And then those other, those yeah, longer things, they're my, all over the freaking place. My front, Liz and I's front porch is, I mean, it looks like. What the uh, it looks like a horror film. There, that's so what I'm. Bugs, I am so afraid bugs. of because because in our first house they got in, and I actually I was down in the basement and heard something, and I find you know I go around I'm checking this I'm checking that, and then I go up into the into the floor joists you know underneath from the basement side, and I go into the corner, and it was like you said, it was like a beehive. There was just yeah. thousands of them, um, so I had to do like a little. You know, insecticide, you know, I don't know. I just had to, it was, it was crazy. And then I found a smaller nest on the other side of the house. I just don't want that to happen. Not that it's a big deal. It just kind of grosses me out. But the ones on our, the ones on our porch, I think they're all dead. Oh, I mean, they're just, no, they're crawling all over oh. my house. They're alive. Actually, I saw, I saw one flying down here right before when I was setting everything up. So I got to figure out where that sucker went and go get it before it reproduces oh all right yeah i'm i get we get the occasional one in the house but i just kill those right uh and then i like to leave them lay on the ground 
Just kind of like as a word of warning to any of the other ones that may be out and about. Just let them see. This is what's going to happen to you if you come in Exactly. So find your way out. So. You ready to rate this? I think I am. All right. Um, All right. Wonderful. I I tell you what, I think it undersells itself at 7.5%. And by undersell, I know they can't just make it up and say, oh, this is... I think this oh, is a yeah, seven point no. five that drinks like a nine. There's some quality alcohol taste to gigantic dad pants. You know, like if I if if you wouldn't have told me what the alcohol was and I had to guess, I would have guessed like nine. So I, I think the seven point five holds itself well. A nice grapefruit flavor, and then your standard IPA on the finish. Spectacular all the way around. The Kentucky entry in the IPA category has its work cut out for them because I'm going to go, I don't think it's four worthy. So I'm going to eat, I'm going to give it a three, eight, five. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. Dave and I probably, I think that's probably the third time in pod history where we have rated the same. So for all the reasons you just mentioned, so I won't I won't beat a dead horse on that. So this is this is very very drinkable. Love the taste. If you're a New England IPA person, uh, like you said, with a little with a little little love tap to the to the to the mandible. Yes. Um, all right. Let's see what our fine friends at Untaps thought about it. All right. Hey, well. All of us in line, 4.4 thousand check-ins. So 4.4 thousand and Dave and I are basically rating the same because Dave and I went 385 and the average for the 4.4 thousand on untapped was 3.91. Bingo. All right, Dave. Well, we can only hope we enjoy the second tasting as well as we did the first. Second tasting, we have a bourbon barrel stout and actually that's the name. Bourbon Barrel Stout from Goodwood, that's what she said, Brewing. But I'm bummed. Again, this is a uh, one of the donations from Brandon Cars. He donated three, and Mary Ellen donated three. We've got two from Brandon tonight, one from Mary Ellen. We'll work Mary Ellen's other two um, in at a later date. When's the last time we had a uh, Bourbon Barrel? Been a while. Yeah, it's been it? a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. This is 8%. Oh, shoot. 33 IBUs. That's all right. We're all right. We haven't poured yet. So 8% ABV, 33 IBUs. Got excited. Yes. Because of the good, good wood. wood. Yeah. Boy, I walked right oh, into that, didn't I? Yeah, a little Quaker State. And just the, just the right head on a, a bourbon barrel. Uh, you know, we'll let the listeners do whatever they yeah. want with that. That's right. <laughs> Woo, glad I don't have COVID. I can smell that. Cheers. That's delicious. Right on. I was expecting a little bit more, especially from Kentucky. I was expecting a little more bourbon flavor. Um, 
It's there, but you were expecting them. Yeah, I was expecting, you know, again, maybe I was misled, you know, Kentucky. Right. That That's whiskey country. Right. So, um, and it's, this is a perfect stout fireside after dinner drink, in my opinion. After one drink, you know, we'll yeah. see how the, yeah, 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 yeah. we'll see how the twelve ounce can plays out. All right, ah, uh, sport. Good. You know, it seems like a lifetime ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. Episode ninety eight, as the listeners know, we recorded on Saturday, December, December, November, <laughs> November. Jesus Christ, might get it right. We recorded on Saturday, October thirtieth. Late afternoon, early evening. Uh, and at that time, the Braves were winning the World Series two games to one. Saturday night, the Braves won three to two to take a commanding three to one World Series lead. On Halloween, the Astros staved off elimination and sent the series back to Houston with a 9 5 victory. And then Tuesday, November 2nd, for the first time since 1995, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series with a 7-0 drubbing of the Astros in Houston. So, uh, the Braves win the World Series four games to two. I picked Houston, so, you know, par for the course in this pod. I was wrong, as they say. <laughs> so, yeah, and, um, but, well, the good news overall is that viewership was up from even since 2019. Um, they had had a little bit of a slide in World Series uh, viewership. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I didn't. Um, they had a slide this year. In, well, 2020, 2019, I think in 2018, it was somewhere around, what do I got in my notes here? That's on another page. Oh, yeah, of course I don't have that here. Um, I want to say somewhere around like 14 million per per game, 14-3, if that's what I remember, per game. Oh, gotcha. Um, and like game, like around, especially towards the end, you know, you're going to get, when it gets down towards the last game, you're going to get a few more million viewers, so they right. usually record that, but... Um, but yeah, so all in all, like you though, I I saw a little bit here, a little bit there. I didn't really tune into any full games or anything like that. Yeah, I, I didn't. You know, it was a uh, six-game series. If I say I saw the equivalent of one game, I'm probably exaggerating on the high end. Right. I mean, I would check my phone, see, oh, okay, the Braves are up, whatever to whatever, or oh, the Astros are up, whatever to one. You know, so I was following it. Yeah. But with you know, no wager. No loyalty, no hatred for either team. It was kind of like, eh, blase, blase. Right. Yeah, college football. I, I call this weekend the uh, the Chrissy Hine weekend. <laughs> Not sure if anybody gets the reference, but I'll, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let everybody think about it for a, a few minutes. But uh, you want me to? I, well, I'm just going to start off. You can right. cover some things. I, I just want to touch on two things. Um call it the Chrissy Hine weekend, eight, I didn't stutter, eight top 25 teams lost, and the only one with a pass is number 13 Auburn, because number 13 Auburn lost at number 14 Texas A&M. Right. So, yeah. obviously, one team was going to lose there. Right. Um, 
the rant that I had prepared for last week, Michigan, Michigan State, I could use this week because <laughs> all, you know, the ultimate letdown. Yeah, everybody can say, oh, Purdue, they're good. They're a good team. Bullshit. That's a game Michigan State has to fucking win, and they didn't. So it's the same old, it's the same old, same old situation. They went into Purdue, got their dicks knocked off, wasn't even as close as the final score would indicate, unbeaten team, and now and, and the main reason why a lot of people love college football is the main reason I fucking hate college football because now Michigan State season's done. Bum. You can say yeah. anything you want. You can spit. Well, we beat Michigan. Ha, big fucking deal. That don't mean shit to somebody in Alabama. That don't mean shit to somebody in California. You beat Michigan. Who fucking cares? You lost to Purdue. Season over. Period at the end of the Mel Tucker's the greatest. Well, Mel Tucker didn't fucking beat Purdue. Season over. Failure. And what do we have? We're going to have an SEC championship game. <laughs> Wow, oh, God. oh, shit, oh, oh, my heart, oh, oh, fuck, it was such a stunner, my fucking heart just gave out. Another fucking SEC title game with Georgia and Alabama. Surprise, surprise, reason 49 college football sucks. <laughs> there you have it. How do I follow that? I don't know. I'll just go down through it uh, in case you missed it for whatever reason. I had plenty of time to watch football this weekend. So starting with number 23, Fresno State, they lost to uh, unranked uh, Boise State University and got drubbed. The Broncos. 40-14. to And then you had Minnesota, who is leading the the, uh, Big Ten West, uh, got beat by unranked Illinois. Then uh, number 18, University of Kentucky, gets beat. Now they got beat by three points. They got beat by unranked Tennessee. And they were getting one point in that game, and I actually bet that game and lost because I took I had Kentucky plus one. I should have knew, should have known it was a trap. But anyway, whatever. And then you got uh, number seventeen, Mississippi State, uh, gets beat by unranked Arkansas. Then number number thirteen. Oh, you said yeah, that the, one yeah, already. The so the Auburn game, right, right. And then you got uh, number twelve, Baylor. Gets beat by unranked TCU by two points. Driving for the at least a tying field goal, and the quarterback throws an interception. It was a horrible pass, horrible decision. They deserve to lose, and they're another team that now they've got two losses, so their season's over. Number nine, Wake Forest, gets beat by unranked uh, University of North Carolina by three points. That one came down to the last minute. I did win a bet in that game because the over-under – was 78.5, and I took the over in that game <laughs> because... Um, Those two well, teams is like defense is optional. Well, defense is not optional. It's non-existent, and actually, and Wake Forest scores more often than Ron Jeremy in his prime. <laughs> so. <laughs> so then you get... Now you go all the way to number three. Uh, MSU, of course, you know, gets beat by Purdue, like Mike told you. And then um, I want to go to the close calls because number six, Cincinnati, gets beat. They, they, they cough up the ball on, on, um, yep. on Tulsa's, what, five-yard line with a minute to go or no, with seconds to go. And then Tulsa's going to score. Their running back reaches over the line with the ball. It's arguable whether he had control when the ball crossed the line or not. Fumbles it, and Cincinnati ends up with the ball game over since he wins. 
So that would have made it 28-26. They would have tied it with a two-point conversion. Two-point conversion would have tied it. So now, the only difference I have in that game is that is like, okay, Cincinnati did not play their best. I'm not saying Tulsa's as good as Purdue because Purdue's probably better than Tulsa. Yeah. But Cincinnati didn't play their best and still won. Right. Michigan State didn't play their best and lost. I mean, in Michigan State, like I said, the finals, the finals eight points, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, no. Uh, 11. 11, okay, yeah. Um, and it wasn't even that close. No, I mean, that Purdue, fucking Purdue, Purdue quarterback shredded them. Shredded. Absolutely and shredded. And it's... Um, Threw for 500-plus yards. That was a record, by the way. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, Michigan State ended up giving you know him if he was up for a Heisman ended up giving him a Heisman reel, and then you had um, so I watched a bit quite a bit of the Ohio State game in Nebraska, and that game was actually a lot closer yes. than the score indicated. In the, and I thought Ohio State played extremely poorly. Yeah, and then you go and you watch. So I watched a bit of the number two Alabama LSU game. That one came down to the last play. Yep. That ball gets caught, game over, LSU wins. Yes, that was uh, – um, I think the player's playing for Eddie O. Yeah. And I still don't really know why they're getting rid of him. I they, don't either. How does how do you have a record like Did he like have, him? like, sex uh, – wasn't he one of the ones that had some, you know, like discrimination charges against him or am I – because I, I don't I know don't, why he was fired. Because his teams are fucking. I can't remember. I can't remember why they're getting rid of him. I don't know. So that's yeah. So I don't. I do not know. So you know, there's there's this last week. So real quick, look ahead, week eleven. So there's a big shakeup. If you listen to all the pundits, there you go. Thank you. If you listen to all the pundits, whether it's ESPN, Fox, whatever, um, they are they're basically saying you've got a number one Georgia. They're clearly the best team, and then from you know, two to ten, who knows? Or two to twelve. It's a it's a crapshoot. So the AP came out today at two o'clock, and they've got Georgia one, Cincinnati two. Now this is the Associated Press. The uh, the college football playoff rankings don't come out until Tuesday. So they got Georgia one, Cincinnati two, Alabama three. Um, who that's uh, Oklahoma State. No. That's right. Oklahoma State is 10. So that's Oklahoma. That should be a OU. That should be a Oklahoma. All right. University of Oklahoma. Um, they're four. Oregon, five. OSU, six. Notre Dame, seven. MSU, eight. Michigan, nine. Probably only because Michigan beat or Michigan State beat Michigan. And then Oklahoma State, 10. All right. So the games to look at. Um, now, number four. Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They've got they're at Baylor, number twelve Baylor this next Saturday. So Which that, would have been a huge fucking game if Baylor would have shit themselves against TCU. Right. Well, and who knows? Baylor might come back and you know they're at home, so who knows what's going on. Misery happen. loves company, so they'll ruin Oklahoma season. Exactly. Number and then number six, uh Ohio State. Okay. Now this would be another kind of a media darling is if if um, Ohio State was going to Purdue, but Purdue's going to go to the horseshoe. So, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But Purdue's got another chance to knock off another top 10 team. And then uh, Notre Dame, they go to UVA. Okay, so they're at Virginia. And Virginia's a 6-3 and three team. And these 6-3 and three teams are the ones, these unranked 6-3 and three teams are the ones that come up and 
seemed to bite everybody in the ass. Uh, and then the net last one, uh, number nine, Michigan, they go to Happy Valley to Penn State. So that's right. a potential for a little bit of a mix-up. And, and if Michigan loses that one, then they're out of the top ten. Right. They, well, Michigan's got to win out. I mean, there's, well, no, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. All these teams have to win out, I think, in order to get into that and to get the second, third, and fourth spot. So what I say State would end up with three losses? Uh, I said that before the Michigan game. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. I was expecting Michigan to be one of the three, and not expecting Purdue. So I'm still right where I need right. to be. So you think they're gonna they're they're gonna beat Maryland? And you say they're gonna to lose Ohio State, Ohio State, and, and, lose, State. and lose to Penn State. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, they've got Penn State at home, so at least you know there's a decent chance they they might pull that game out. And again, for those that love college football, and that that's cool. Whatever, teach his own. I don't. You know, you don't have to listen to my opinion. And like. If my son played college football and it was Youngstown State versus Bemidji State, yeah. that's a fucking big game. I'm fucking fired up. I'm going there and I'm fucking going to watch my son. We get all fucking jacked up. And then nobody outside the friends and family of the 80 people on Youngstown State and the 80 people on Bemidji State are going to give a frog's fat ass about that football game. But that football game means something to me. Right. Got and, it. you know, the pageantry of college football, and if you if you have some a friend or loved one on a team, or if you're just involved, then I mean, like I said, I would give a, the lifetime worth of the pain I feel in my left knee to suit up and play one game, even at um, right. Grand Valley, right? You know, as a as a gunner on kickoff team, right? You know, so I'm not I don't want to disrespect college football to that degree where. But right. it's just, again, what, the, oh, the I way heard you, the, I the heard way, you on yeah, your rant, the way you're it's getting set, sick of this Alabama, right, Georgia, and, and, and the way it's set up, though, is you lose one, you're done. I mean, Michigan State, because even if Michigan State wins out, yeah. I doubt they make the playoffs unless they get a lot of fucking help. Oh yeah, they they would need a lot of help. They'd have to win out, like you said, and, and get quite a bit of help. So, and that that's my be, and I, you know, with that many teams, you know, theoretically they're. And when we go to YouTube, the viewers will see the air quotes, yeah. student athletes. But I mean, you know, I, I mean, where do you draw the line? Okay, let's have a twelve-team playoff. Well, what you know, so sure. team thirteen is going to be pissed. Like, well, we're just as good as team twelve. Why aren't we? <laughs> so, okay, let's make it a sixteen-team playoff. Well, that's seventeen. You know, so yep. where do you draw the line? I get it. There's no perfect answer, but um, anyway. So. Again, Alabama, Georgia, book your ticket for whatever that bowl game is for that title. So okay. now we go on to the uh, um, if this past Saturday in the in college was Chrissy Hine Saturday. This in the NFL, I'm um, I don't have a name for it, or a person's name for it, but I'm just stunned by this particular Sunday. Uh I'm stunned that everybody knew Josh Allen was going to go off this Sunday. Everybody in the fucking world knew that Josh Allen was going to go off this Sunday, and everybody in the world was fucking right. Oh, never! Wait, whoa, wait, whoop! Wait a second. I oh. bet you they thought it was Josh Allen of the Bills that was going to go off, and not Josh Allen, the defensive player for the Jaguars, who was going to go off because. And it became the first time in NFL history when a player on defense with a name sacked a quarterback 
with the same fucking name. <laughs> so Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen recovered a Josh Allen fumble. And Josh Allen intercepted a Josh Allen pass. And the Jaguars beat the Bills 9-6. to six. Woo! I, I do not know if that I'm as you know, and I was pleased as punch because as the listeners know, my younger boy, Nick, is a Jaguar fan. He's like his old man, you know, he sticks with them. They're a fucking dog dick shit team. But he's fucking sitting there rooting for him, just like I will be tomorrow when the Steelers fucking gouge my fucking bears. But you know, I'm you know, I I actually enjoy my son's teams winning more than the Bears winning just because that's what parents do. Yeah. So, you know, I'm happy for Nick. The, the, I mean, I'm, but I I think what even is more shocking than the Jags beating the Bills is that Cleveland went into Cincinnati, my older boy Justin's favorite team, and fucking just beat the shit out of them. So now. The Bengals are on a two-game losing streak. Now everybody's saying, everybody's saying, well, ah, the Bengals weren't that good to begin with, blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe so, but when everybody, when they went into Baltimore and beat the shit out of Baltimore, everybody was on the Bengals bandwagon. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. this came after episode 98, so this is old information, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because we haven't recorded since then. And we'll never know if the Bengals would have scored, and we'll never know if beating the Jets would have affected the way they played today. But with two minutes to go in the game last Sunday, Halloween, the Bengals were trailing the Jets third and 11, and they fucking stopped them for a five-yard gain. And flag. Flag? What's a flag? Personal foul, number whatever, on the defense, lowering his head. The fucking running back was lower than the defensive player and fucking, and it was, they called it a personal foul for lowering the helmet, automatic first down, ran the clock out, game over. Now, again, would the Bengals have scored if they got the ball back? But they were getting the ball back with the chance to win the game. Yeah, right. And the referees and you, you took, took that, that away, from away from them. So now, coming off a high against Baltimore, Dodging a bullet against the Jets. They got Cleveland at home today. Who's to say they don't come in with a different mindset? We'll never know that. But these chicken shit penalties that are being called in the NFL and the thing, if you want to be safe, don't fucking play. Right. It's easy for me. as I know everybody's saying, well, Mike, you're not the one that's going to be paralyzed. No, nope, I'm not. I'm not the one getting paid millions of dollars fucking playing a game that these guys love. If, it, if, if it's too much of a risk to be injured, I need merchandisers. Send your resume to uh, uh, Coca-Cola and apply as a merchandiser, and I'd love to have you on there. And I said, fuck, I'll even bring you on the pod, and you can talk about what's harder, being a merchandiser or being an NFL football player. So it, it, it is dangerous. It's violent. I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, but it, all these penalties... Fuck it. It, it, it. You're not safe. It's a dangerous sport. Stop fucking throwing penalties on penalties that aren't penalties. Like the one we talked about where the guy, oh, he gave himself up. He didn't give himself up. He dove into the fucking end zone. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeez, oh, Pete. The safety thing is ridiculous. Um, what other games today? Oh, Saints, another shocker, got drubbed at home, and then all of a sudden came back, took the lead. And then a long pass, Ryan to Cordero Patterson, 
And boom, Atlanta beats them. So who are the Saints? The Saints are Jekyll and Hyde, and they suck. Minnesota destroyed Baltimore, start to finish, except the finish, and then they fucking lost in overtime. Dallas, I mean, you know, Dallas only lost 30 to 16, but it wasn't even that fucking close. It was 30 to nothing. Denver went into Dallas and beat them 30 to nothing. Gave up two meaningless touchdowns. Yeah. You know, but, right. I mean, so the NFL today was just a bizarro world in the NFL. We had Tennessee and the Rams tonight and then the Bears Steelers tomorrow. So that's all for the action on the field, Dave. Quite a bit of action off the field in the NFL. Let's start with the lesser. Well, there's three things, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Let's start with the least of the important of the three. Number one, Odell Beckham Jr. Just basically, he didn't demand a trade. He got his release. He's eligible to sign, I want to say, as early as Tuesday with the team. And he wants to go to a contender. Um, He was a cancer with the Giants. He was a cancer with the Browns. Why you'd want to fucking take a chance on this guy? I mean, I, I guess talent is a big deal, but to right. me, this guy seems like he's more trouble than he's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's. I saw the some of the earlier press conferences when he was signed with uh, Cleveland, and you know the way Baker was talking and everybody else was talking. They're so excited, yada yada yada, and then you know why. Nobody disputes the fact that nobody disputes what level of talent he has, you know, but, you know, why he isn't getting, you know, the touches somebody supposedly with that level of talent is getting might be to what you're saying. Who knows? I mean, who knows what goes on really, you know, in the behind those locker room doors. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I probably wouldn't take a chance with him. And it's not even, it wasn't even an off the field thing because Baker, Baker Mayfield says him, the, those two are friends. They fucking play video games together. Yeah. They're, they're friends and then for whatever reason. So I think maybe the hype is more than the substance, so to speak. You know, you but know, you got your dad. Yeah, but you got your dad. You got your dad putting that shit out on social media. I mean, yeah, he's 29 years old. That was, a bit of, that was a bit much, but it's like, all right, whatever. All right. Now, the second most important thing in the NFL off the field. And I know the listeners are going to know where I feel on it because I, I love the guy. You know, I love, the, I love him as, some, as, you, as much as you could love somebody without knowing him. I don't know. The guy, you know, maybe the guy saw me, he'd fucking stab me in the eyeball and piss down my throat. I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then fuck, I probably wouldn't like him as much, right? But probably not. I, I, don't give, I don't give a rip. I'm interested to see what the NFL will do. With the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. Because, quite frankly, I don't give a fuck if he wears a mask or not. Hey, you and I have both been vaccinated. But right. as it's been proven, even if you've got vaccinated, you can be COVID positive. So maybe you're COVID positive right now and put me at risk or vice versa. Yeah. I don't care. Life's too short. You just got to live it. We'll, you know, we'll fight fire with fire. We'll see how it goes. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers not wearing a mask. I don't give a fuck if he's vaccinated. I don't give a fuck if he's not vaccinated. Um, 
for him to say he was immunized, that's not really a lie. He has been immunized. I'm sure he got the polio vaccine. He got the problem from the measles. <laughs> right. You know, this, that, and the other. Sure. He's been immunized. Right. That's what he said. I've been immunized. He didn't say he was vaccinated against COVID-19. He said, I've been immunized. Uh-huh. So now the NFL doesn't want to piss off one of the better players. So now, and actually, and I've always laughed at Carson Wentz, because every time you see Carson Wentz on the sideline, he's got his mask on. Well, I didn't know that was actually... NFL protocol, if you're not vaccinated, you wear a mask in interviews, yep. you wear a mask on the sideline, yep. you you know, you know do this, you do that, you do the other thing. Yeah. And there are certain rules in place that the owners and the NFLPA agreed on. Right, right. Well, now Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated, and Aaron Rodgers never wears his mask. No. So... What a, there's no way the mm-hmm. like the big dog from Spittle and the Nachos, which by the way, episode 21 was released today, which I was on because they have a micro strato light something or other that they hook up and they can receive phone calls because Nate and Tommy wear headsets oh. and they can take phone calls in and they called me. Gotcha, and I was actually on episode 21. I'll have to give it a listen. Um, when yeah, so I try to I. walk, I'll have to try to walk Ruby tomorrow. And we had talked about this particular subject and, uh, the big dogs are under the impression that there's no way Rogers is going to, uh, he, in, in fact, he said, well, I think he even plays this week. And then like Tommy and I said, well, no, he's not playing this week. He's been ruled out. And he said, well, there's no way he's going to get suspended. And I would be, and I agree with him on that. Cause, but now the NFL is putting the buying. Cause like, what if it was Joe Schmo? The, yeah, they can't the, do it. the they middle the middle yeah. kick return guy for the uh, right Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They can't, you know, burn him at the stake oh, and let Aaron is... Rodgers do whatever he wants. Right, right. So it's interesting to see what the NFL does. In fact, uh, they're talking about it right now on Sunday Night Football. And um, I mean, you, no, you can't. You got to do something. From what I heard on the morning uh, talk shows, um, it's. Probably going to be something along the lines of a $50 fine. And when they set all this up, when they made these agreements, I'm under the impression that they have the consequences already set that if a player doesn't do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 they probably didn't expect it, you know, to to go this way. But it's going to be something like it'll be $50,000 or something to the extent to, you know, one of the regular Joe Schmoes like you're talking about. That 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 might sting a little bit, fifty thousand. But to Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be like, okay. Well, how many of these Me Too movement people are going to be like, well, I'm suing Aaron Rodgers because he did a press conference with me, and now I'm afraid that I might get COVID because he wasn't wearing a mask. I don't know. That's cause that could and happen. And that's bullshit. It, that, it I'll, is. I'll get, it on, is. I'll get on a soapbox, 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 and yeah. really fucking scream <laughs> the mountaintop. But it'll just be interesting to see that, you know, because it would, I bet it would, I agree with the big dog from Spilling the Nachos that, again, if it was the, you know, the gunner sure. on the, what's a bad football team, the Chicago Bears, the gunner on the <laughs> Chicago Bears punt team right. that did this, the NFL would make a statement and say, right he, you're suspended four games. You you were not vaccinated. You openly did not wear masks in it. Now, who's interviewing the gunner on, on yeah. the Bears special teams? Who knows? But um, well, how, but now that it's Aaron Rodgers, it's like okay, well, how culpable you know, is the is the organization? That's, right. Do you know what I mean? Because they knew, and they're the ones. This would be a very interesting one because 
Green Bay is actually owned by Green Bay. Oh, yeah. There's some deep pockets. <laughs> so how do you fucking penalize those people? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so it, 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 like you said, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought that deeply about it, but I know, I, I know what you're saying, and yeah, it could happen. Who knows? People come out of the woodwork all the time, you know, go after deep pockets, thinking they can get some money. And well, I'll end the uh, Aaron Rodgers talk on this. The yucks like Dan Wetzel, who writes for Yahoo, who is always. Mr. Overdramatic, and that's saying something for me because I'm Mr. Overdramatic myself. And if I call this guy overdramatic, like, like he should he, win an Oscar, he actually, Dan Wetzel actually feels um, that Aaron Rodgers is basically worse than, um, oh, forgive yeah, me, I don't even forgive my, forgive my lack of biblical reference. Who was the one that uh, betrayed Christ three times before the? Uh, cock crowed. Are you kidding me? Uh, what is his uh, Latin? Not Lazarus. Um, gosh, dang it. Who's the one? That, Peter. Wasn't it Peter? Yes. I was going to say Peter, but you went and said Lazarus. Right, so, so then I second guessed myself. All right, Peter. God, so, sorry, yeah, Pastor. So Dan Wetzel. Dang it. Dan Wetzel is kind of saying basically the way I read it and being over dramatic as I am. Right. Dan Wetzel is basically calling Aaron Rodgers Peter. <laughs> Yo. Know, and it's just like, come on, it's not that fucking big a deal. He's a superstar. He, you know, it's a gray area. He actually, because he said he was immune he to some. Oh, God. Yeah, no, 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 no. He, he was allergic to some right, of the allergic, enzymes yeah, in the yeah, mRNA. Of and two the, of the three, yeah. and he didn't feel comfortable with the Johnson. Right. Because no, and, of then, and then he really, he might have had some people there. And then he screwed up somewhere along the lines and said he was listening to Joe Rogan. Now. Joe Rogan is a great guy to listen to on his podcast. He's a, he's a wonderful interviewer. I I like listening to his show. He's not a fucking epidemiologist, okay? He is he is not a right. <laughs> okay, he can read whatever he wants to, and he can have anybody say whatever they want to to him. But um, yeah, no, that is not. That's like me. I should have just done my own surgery. Right. You know what I mean. Shit, I know, I know the anatomy of the knee. I know where, I know where all that stuff is. And you stayed at the Holiday Express last yeah, night. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, I did. Um, all right. So anyway, I still think Aaron Rodgers is one cool cat, and I don't give a fuck what he does. He is a cool cat, but he messed up. Just own it. He didn't mess up. I think Green Bay and the NFL oh, messed God, up. Oh, God, you can't tell me. You, you, they know the rules. He just said, I'm going to just say I'm immunized. You know what? And he knew everybody there because everybody loves him and thinks he's a cool cat. Right. And he's a Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer. And he knew damn well everybody was going to go, okay. Right. So that you can't fault him for that. You got to fault the organization. I think they're both. I think they're both. No, yeah. you got to follow the, the organization's got. I know you're on. the you're the guy. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's right. Hard enough. <laughs> and, you know, if I'm not wearing a mask and nobody says anything, shame on you for not correcting me, buddy. You know, if, if all yeah. podcasters are supposed to wear masks when they podcast, right. and I don't have a mask on, and you're not going to correct me, shame yeah. on you, See, buddy. Duke doesn't do, like it. Either. I'm just doing my business. All right, third and final off-field NFL topic. Um. Yes. One hundred and fifty-seven miles an hour. Oh God! Yeah. Yikes! Wow. Yes, that was. 
I think they were nice about it. Uh, I think they have to be nice about it when they're the reporters and on TV and stuff. When they said a, um, uh, a, 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 what did they? I don't know. I used the word egregious earlier, so I didn't want to use it again. But egregious uh, lapse in judgment. Right. Um, That's not. I don't think that cuts it. Now my, my two takes, and again, there's no joke here. And if I would have wrote it down, I'd be better prepared. So first and foremost. Flights, football, and anything else, follow us at EPODFFA and follow us on our Facebook page, Flights, Football, and Anything Else. Send condolences to the family of that young lady. I'm not sure, I, I forget her name, but, you know, who epitomizes right. a senseless death because she's just driving. Yep. But there's thing. there's two things that it is to baffled me on this and again it's not a joke i'm not making a joke of this and then i'm going to have one thing to say and i actually said the same thing on uh spilling the nachos my the one thing i want to say is how on impact Mm -hmm. he did decrease from 157 in a residential area to 125 and my question is, is his girlfriend or friend or whoever was with him had an arm injury that was treated, but otherwise the two of them were unscathed. Mm-hmm. Un- unscathed. Yep, you said it right. And so is it the fact that, he, I don't know what her blood alcohol was, but his was a 0.16, which is double the legal limit. Yep. So is it the fact that, they were that drunk or is the Corvette that fucking safe of a car where you can hit something at 125 miles an hour and walk out of there without a, basically without a fucking scratch. And again, I'm not trivializing anything. That's just a question. You, you got a curiosity question and it doesn't make sense how they were unscathed and somebody else died. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's the impact did he? Did they T-bone her? Hit her right for apparently right in the rear. I mean, just right from behind. Yes, and that's why he went from one fifty to one twenty because it was probably like, oh fuck, and he just probably locked him up. Yeah, well, even I mean, and then her, the reason that she died, I think the reason she actually died is because her car exploded and you know like burst into flames. So yeah. hopefully she was dead before she burned alive. You know, and, and didn't feel it. And right, didn't exa- suffer. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I would say it's probably both of what you're talking about. Not only, you know, the part of the car that, that got hit, you know, you hit the engine, it's less likely to explode than the gas tank. And, you know, the fact that they, you've heard reports before where people right. are intoxicated and because they're kind of, they're so relaxed, loose and yeah. relaxed and whatever, they don't, you know, they don't tense up. Um, it's probably all three factors probably are why they came out unscathed, I would imagine. And then my last beef on this whole topic, and again, I think it's to drum as much sympathy as you can. And again, condolences to her and her family and friends, not making light of that. And assuming Henry Ruggs isn't Charles Manson, John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, assuming he's got a conscience, he's the one that's got to live with this. You know, everybody said, well, the Raiders released him right away. But 
No fucking shit the Raiders released him. I mean, he killed somebody. They're not. He's not going to play football. Playing football is probably the 9,778th most important thing on Henry Ruggs' mind. Right. Oh, and if, if, the guy has, the guy, if the guy has half a fucking soul, he's going to be in basic living life purgatory knowing the fact, hey, wake up every morning, I killed somebody. Right. Go to bed at night, I killed somebody. Wake up the next morning, I killed somebody. Wake Doing me, something really right? dumb. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not condoning him, not sympathizing with him. He's going to get what he deserves, this, that, and the other thing. But two things. One, I hate when people say, oh, with all that money, um, why didn't he just get an Uber? Why didn't he just rent a limousine? Why didn't he get And that's well and good in a perfect world when everybody's a perfect human being. But from this, and this is not a badge of courage. This is not me being braggadocious. It's a fact. And... Of all our listeners, probably everybody but Grandpa Blackhawk can verify this. Anybody who's been a drinker has made that decision. Oh, to drive intoxicated. And the only difference is very few of us get up to 156 miles an hour. Right. But people die at less than 156 miles an hour, too. Oh, for sure. So to just... To just and, I, and this is not a defense of Henry Ruggs III. It's not, hey, free Henry Ruggs. He's the greatest man alive. This is not what I'm saying. But to just simply say, well, he should have got an Uber. He's a young guy with a fucking Corvette. When you're young, you're invincible. And when you've been drinking, you make fucking horrible decisions. And any drinker has been there. And fortunately, most drinkers don't suffer the consequences that Henry Ruggs is suffering right now. And again, not defending him, not supporting him. He did wrong, and he's going to pay. But I'm just saying to just simply say from outside, well, he should have done this. Okay, well, yeah, if the world was perfect, there would be no COVID, there'd be no violence, it would be kumbaya for everybody, and the world would be a perfect place. Right. And the final thing that drives me absolutely nuts and is totally irrelevant and nobody else probably even noticed it, they make it a point, the young lady who passed away, rest in peace, thoughts and prayers from flight football and anything else, your friends and family, was with her dog. Why in the fuck mention that? Are the, the mother and father of that dog listening saying, oh, where's Spike at? Oh, if we wouldn't have given Spike up for adoption, he'd still be with us today. Why mention the fucking dog was in the car? There's no point in doing that. No. Nope. Just, that just, should be my fuck you. I, this is a, a, a fuck you addendum part B because there's that's no a media. That's a media thing to uh, to attract more. Exactly sympathy. to make you know yeah. to make Henry Ruggs look worse than he already is. And again, I'm not supporting Henry Ruggs. Right. That's not what I'm doing. But it's like her dog. Who gives a fuck about the dog? And and this is coming from a dog person who's put three dogs down and has cried like a fucking baby all three times. Right. I love dogs. Right. <laughs> and when, when we have to put Ruby down, I'm going to fucking cry like a baby again. But right. to say, you know, what is the point of saying a dog was with her? Like, again, like I say, is the, is the dog's mom now just walking down the alley? Oh, should I walk into traffic? My baby's dead. <laughs> Come on. For Christ's sake, there's no point to mention this uh, dog was in the car with her, for fuck's sakes. Anyway, Dave, you're up. Let's rate uh, Bourbon Barrel Stout. All right. And I got some stunning news when I rate this motherfucker. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. I'm 
I'm going to go 3.70, and this is why. Uh, very drinkable. Uh, you would expect with a bourbon barrel, like you said in the very beginning, a little more alcohol, bourbon taste. Um, and people that really, really like a good uh, a good bourbon barrel might not even like this as much just simply because of that fact. But I think it increases the drinkability, so I give it a 3.0. Sorry, 3.70. All right, and I'm going with this is the equivalent of the pot, the beer drinking rating podcaster's version of cheating on your significant other. Okay. I pride myself on being an IPA guy, and this fucking beer was fantastic. And is, although I love gigantic dad pants, and I gave it a three point eight five, I'm coming in at the bourbon with the bourbon barrel start stout, the bourbon barrel stout. <laughs> it from, was good <laughs> from the bourbon, the bourbon barrel stout from Goodwood Brewing from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm coming in at four point zero two because it was un. And, and I think. Mr. IPA is turning into Mr. Stout. I really, and maybe it's be, maybe it's because okay. Let's Episode. make let, let's make math easy. Three hundred beers. Yeah. What would you say? Easily two hundred are IPAs. Yes. Yeah. Maybe because of all the you know you're repetitive, used, maybe, and this is and something this is fresh like, right, and new. So and, we've only had yeah. seventy stouts. Yeah. And now this. And I, that's where the buds are changing a little bit. I'm going to give it a 4.02. I think, think it's absolutely spectacular. And thank you, Brandon, for bringing the whole, uh, for bringing five of the six back. Because Brandon said this is the one that he actually did sample himself. So I still have uh, two beers in my fridge at the North Studio. Um, so where do we rank with Untapped? All right, well. I was a little more giddy, and you were right on. 20.9 thousand check-ins, so almost 21 thousand check-ins. They came in at 3.69. Oh, man. I'm so, Yep, so you're right on, and I liked it slightly more than all of you. So, fuck you. All right, Dave. Third tasting. Again, courtesy of Brandon Karst. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, it's Kentucky's entry into the... IPA state battle. Now, first selection was Gigantic Dad Pants from Kushnock Brewing Company in Maine. You and I had probably the fourth time in pod history the same rating, 3.85. So can this beer equal or surpass the 3.58 rating we gave the Maine IPA? And what we have here is if we're going to rate it on name alone, we have a winner already. Yeah, we do. I was just going to say the is, can and the name alone. Because yeah. what, what we have here is called Citra Ass Down, a double IPA from Against the Grain Brewing Company. This beer is not candy or mother's milk. It's not brewed by gypsies or aliens, nor does it contain any zombie dirt. This is a double IPA brewed with citra hops. It is sticky, hoppy, and delicious. Simply drink it and enjoy it. Don't hoard this beer. Sit your ass down and drink it now. I mean, and one of the best 
catchphrases on, on a beer. So without further ado, let's sit our ass down and drink this Kentucky entry into the... I was really disappointed that it didn't have any uh, zombie dirt. Yeah, yeah, that's zombie dirt comes at a premium though. I mean, so is that like one of those um, boutique uh, hops? Yes. Oh, okay. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. On the the notes are spectacular. Hopefully, There's a lot going on there. Yeah, hopefully it's on the palate is refreshing as well. Smooth. But a little less, not so much. It's American or West Coast, not not super fruity like uh, New England. And, and what's here's most baffling, I don't think I've given the vitals with the, the ramp up I gave of the beer. Um, this is at 8.2% and it's 68 IBUs. Now maybe towards the bottom, I'll get that bitterness, but 68 IBUs is, you know, one and a half times more than gigantic dad pants and you know doubled the bourbon barrel stout i'm getting it a little bit yeah, yeah there's some yeah and like i say as as we drink the 16 ounce can we'll see Mm-hmm. so anyway what have we been watching dave move this segment from one to three because we had to resurrect the fuck you segment so we moved the what have you been watching from one to three Want me to go first? Sure, go ahead. All right, so uh, this week, not much. I was getting ready, um, doing a lot of work stuff earlier in the week to get ready for my surgery on Friday. But... Uh, you had to show work stuff for your surgery? That's weird. I had to get it ready for somebody oh, else. Oh, for to... your work people. I thought you meant for like the doctors. Like, oh, hell is, no. This Jesus. is what I teach. No, God. God. All right. All right. Just want to make no. sure we're on the same page. No, 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 no. So... Uh, Friday, I just, you know, you, I had a 8 a.m. surgery, actually. I was home by 11.30 noon, and the rest of the day, just kind of groggy and slept a lot, and I didn't really watch anything. I think the TV was on at one point, but um, Friday night, I uh, was a little more alert and ended up just for some odd reason, when I turned the TV on, Seinfeld was on. So, you being a Seinfeld guy, Mike, yes. I'm going to give you a couple of clues. One of these is the actual name of the episode. I'm going to see if you actually remember it. All right. Now, I'm going to... You're going to stop me right there? I'm going to stop you right here. And like, now, if my sister, Caitlin, was on this, like, she's a a huge, huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. And that was like a 77-season show. It had like 9 million episodes a season. And if you told her, what was the name of... Season 13, episode 7, she would say, (laughs) and be be right on. Gotcha. I never really knew Seinfeld's had episodes until well into my collection of the DVDs. So let's let's give it it a try and see how we do it. That was my disclaimer right off. Okay, you just wanted the disclaimer in case you had no idea. I gotcha. All right, here we go. Uh, This particular episode that I watched could be called... Hot and Heavy, Beefarino, The Rye, or Handsome Cab Service. All right, so Beefarino. And it was a Christmas episode. Beefarino is what they gave Rusty. 
in the rye is what George. I'm going to go the rye. Yes. Boom. You got it. Yes. Wow. I I did so, okay. Let's, so that's the one where George's parents meet his yeah. fiance's parents for the first time, yeah. and he brings the marble rye. Yeah. And then his dad um, gets pissed off because they don't bring the rye out to eat. And so he's like, well, they did it on purpose, right. so I'm going to take the rye home. <laughs> right. And George gets all freaked out, like, you know, because that's poor form. You can't right. do that. And so, you know, uh, Jerry ends up stealing the last rye from the bakery from that old woman because she wouldn't even take 50 bucks for all it. Right. So now, uh, did you make the other ones up or... I kind of made the other ones up based on the other storylines, the subplots. Okay, because Beefarino is what Kramer fed the horse. Yeah, because okay. he got a yeah. he got a warehouse right. club subscription. But that's the same episode. Yes, it okay. is. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, I'm with so you now. I'm so with Kramer's you. Kramer goes to the he's, he gets like a Sam's Club, Costco, yeah. whatever. But they don't mention the name, and he buys a billion dollars worth of food, and he's got rusty, these, rusty. He's got these huge cans of Beefarino, and he ends up feeding it to the horse before he takes George's parents out for a ride while George is putting the rye back into the, yeah. trying to get it yeah. back into the house. And then the horse is just rancid with what the beefarino goes right through it. Anyway. Um, and then hot and heavy. Do you remember that part of it? I would, I would think you'd appreciate that, but you probably don't remember. It's probably the, the, the smallest of the subplots of that one. So Elaine's got a boyfriend that plays the saxophone, right? Well, in the beginning of the episode, you learn that, that he doesn't do oral sex. You know, that okay. for whatever reason, Elaine tells Jerry everything. Well, Jerry they tells... They're friends. Yeah, it's still weird. But Jerry tells the, the saxophone player, tells his bandmate, oh, yeah, Elaine and him are hot and heavy. And Elaine gets all pissed off. Well, come to find out, the bandmate tells the saxophone player, hey... Elaine thinks you guys are hot and heavy. So two hours before a big show that he's got to do, he says, you know, Elaine, I like it. I like the fact that you think we're hot and heavy. I want to make you happy. My place is just two blocks down the road. Want to go? And so he comes back at the very end of the episode. You could tell he's a little... He's a little bothered. He's a little... And Elaine's like, it's okay. You You just don't need to try so hard. And he gets up on stage and he, he gets the sax and he gets ready to play his set and he can't make a sound with that thing because everything, yeah. his jaw and everything else is just too wore out. Anyway, um, okay, and I'll just do one more. Uh, this, the, the other episode I watched, all right, you ready? Yep. Okay. Oh! Ooh, what happened there? Big tackle by the Rams. Horrible play call by the Titans. Anyway, go ahead. Let's, okay, let's, here we go. Let's go talk Seinfeld. All right, Seinfeld. It's not a top. It's a bra. George is dead. The caddy made me do it. The bra doesn't fit. The bra doesn't fit. Those are my only two options? Those are four options, actually. I, I stuck the bra in there because that would be that was the main plot of the whole show. All right, well, okay, I thought you... Or I would say it's... it's I, guess, I guess they didn't consider it the main plot, but it turned out... All right, be. give me him again. Okay, um, Kramer's caddy. That's not the name of the episode. No, it's not a top. It's a bra. George is dead. The bra doesn't fit. The bra doesn't fit. It's not a bra. It's a top. Well, it should be that, in my opinion. But it's the caddy. 
So Kramer gets this guy who teaches him how to play golf, and he shoots like three under, right? He's going he's gonna to go on the tour. But in the meantime, um, Elaine, she gives a, a, a gift to Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen Miskey, she's the candy bar emperor or yep. whatever. And um, she just wears that. She thinks it's a top. And so she's wearing it down the street, and they're driving George's car. Uh, Jerry and Kramer are George, driving George's car, and they see Sue Ellen on the side of the road just wearing a bra. And they can't take her eyes off her, off her and they crash George's car. Yeah, I remember the episode. All right, so they take George's car all beat up and, and damaged, and there's blood in it, and et cetera, et cetera, and they just go park it at work because George says, hey... George takes a vacation unscheduled because he thinks George Steinbrenner thinks he's still yeah. working. He's like a workaholic. So he goes on vacation. He tells him, hey, just take my car and put it at, you know, put it at work. In the meantime, Kramer messes up his arm in the car crash. And Elaine comes up with the idea because she doesn't like what's her name wearing the bra instead of a top. Says, sue her. Sue the candy bar. Um, what the hell? Eris. Thank you. Sue her for wearing the bra because now you can't play on the tour, and so that's when they go and they get um, they get Jackie Ch- Jackie Childs. Is it Jackie? Gosh darn it! What's the name of the yeah the, Jackie Childs? I think it's Jackie Childs. Yeah. So that's where the she was lewd, lascivious. <laughs> I should have practiced this. La. Lascivious, that's it. She was lewd, lascivious, salacious, and outrageous. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember the episode. What was that episode called? The Caddy. And at the end, she's, they made her try on the bra. It was, all, it was a big spoof on the whole OJ trying on the glove thing. I, remember, I just don't know where they get the Caddy as the... Just because it's Kramer's buddy that taught him how uh, to play golf and the whole thing. The lawsuit, I guess, was precipitated by the fact that Kramer was going to sue him because now he can't go on the pro tour. Yeah, Seinfeld, and actually when Liz and I aren't watching something, Seinfeld is a pretty good go-to for us. But I'm not going to count that as one of my uh, viewing pleasures. So here we go. Busy, busy week. Here, let Uh, me put my seatbelt on. Yeah, buckle up because it's a busy, busy week at the North Studio viewing pleasure. First and foremost, we watched you. Ten episodes. Wow. About 40 minutes what? apiece. We got it done in a week. Just bang. It's that fucking good, dude. And it's like, and it's a perfect segue. What network because, is this? Uh, Netflix. Okay. And it's a perfect segue because tonight, and I'll get to that in a second, I'll tell you what the segue is. And I know I've mentioned it on previous pods when I was watching seasons one and two. This is season three. I recommend you watch season one and two. Season three is as good as season one and season two. And I'm going to tell our listeners who have the same mindset as me, if for no other reason, you have to watch you. Because and when Liz listens to this, I'll ask her what she thought. Even though we watched it together and... There's no awkward moments between Liz and I. Liz and I have been together forever. Yeah. So there's no awkward moments. But I'll ask her if she agrees or disagrees with it. If for no other reason, uh, it's a 10 episode <laughs> season. I'm going to say three or four of the episodes, there are sex scenes that 
are out of this world spectacular. Better than Cinemax After Dark. And the funny thing is, is other than maybe, maybe you see tongue to tongue, you see nothing else. There's, I mean, you see the two people together. Right, okay. Obviously. I see what you're saying. But there, there's no ass, there's no tits, there's no penetration, there's no money shot. But there's some of the hottest sex scenes that that you'll see on television. I mean, it, so you're it, saying the cameraman and the and the director did a fantastic job of telling everybody what's happening. No, no, I'm telling you the actor Love, who is the character's name, and um, fuck, I don't even I can't even think of the last the, <laughs> main, the, the main character of the three. No, those characters are doing a great job of selling it. Okay, I got you. I mean, it's it would be one of those like if you had the door locked and somebody you, if somebody, saying, knocked if you're, or, if somebody knocked while you were watching, it would be like one of those. Just a minute, <laughs> if you went to you pull your pants up because it's that good. The sex. Well, you said if it's that good, they got to be they got to be naked in a bed together. No, so I'm saying, no, actually, in a couple of them, it's just actually unrealistic because it's like they're you know her pants are not even down. To her knees, and so her legs aren't even spread that far apart. So you know they're not really having sex, but the way they sell it, okay. The, the sex There's a lot of passion there. That's oh, yeah. what you're talking the about. The sex scenes are unbelievable. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, but other than that, I mean, the series is good. It is a very good season, and and the coup de gras, if you will, when the you know the credits roll when season three ends. Uh, it on Netflix it says season four has been renewed, so there is a season four of you coming up, and it's I it, if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. It's spectacular. Second one, we're three episodes into the season; they're an hour apiece. We're late to this party, admittedly, but I'm enjoying it more than Liz, but. I think Liz is watching it, is Squid Games. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's raved about it. I know, so, and, and I haven't, and we, I haven't we gotten were, around we, to we looking were, at we it. We were caught up, and everything is like, well, let's try this. Everybody talks so highly of it. And here's the thing. Apparently, there are two ways to watch it. You can watch it with subtitles. Right. Or you can watch it dubbed. Now, as the listeners know, I don't, I'm not a reader. I don't want to sit and watch this series because I'm the, I'm so OCD. I'm gonna. He walked to the bar and he stuck a knife up his ass. He, the, 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 I'm going to read every single line and I'm not going to enjoy it. So we went with the dub version. Right. Now, now the dub version, you kind of got to like when you're watching it, you kind of got to like drift your focus away from their mouth because it it is a little disconcerting. <laughs> Because like when it's, well, <laughs> and it's just, just, I wouldn't have a problem with it because I watched all the kung fu movies right. on Sunday morning growing up. Well, there you, know you go. I mean? well, and that's exactly how it is. So it's like, in you know when on the on the on uh, the Squid Games, which in no disrespect to our all our Asi- our Asian listeners, I think it's a Korean deal. I think the I, I think I, I, I think Squid Games is Korean, so yeah. they're you know they're talking Korean and everything, and you're like, 
you hear the U.S. version of the words, it's like, there's no way that's what that guy just mouthed. But anyway, so you kind of got to like, uh, but I, I much prefer that than reading every fucking sentence. And right. It's, yeah. it, and it's like, yeah, yeah Korea, South Korea. So, yeah. um, but, you know, so we're only three episodes in and that, that's very enjoyable. And then um, me alone... Because Liz thinks I'm stupid for watching it. I'm almost done with season one of Riverdale. It's such a horrible series. But yet it's got enough smoke shows in it that you want to keep watching it. Uh, so I watched that. And then tonight, haven't watched any of it yet. But tonight is the start of Dexter, New Blood on Showtime. So Liz and I will be, uh, I'll, I'll have an update on that. During episode 100 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. But, um, yeah, admittedly, I think I didn't plan this out very well, but Shelly and I watched the, the first three seasons of Yellowstone, and the the two hour premiere of Yellowstone for the fourth season is tonight, right? And yeah. now I have, right I, have now. Cap- I have capabilities of watching that. So, once now that we're done with you, once we get done with Squid Games, I think I will give Yellowstone a look. Based on what you said. You'll love it. It's right up your alley. And um, now that I have the capabilities of watching it. Right. Um, oh, and for those who are into music, the Chapel Town Rag, Slipknot, released a new single. If you <laughs> if you like Slipknot, I, I heard it today on the finishing up on Ruby Nye's Walk. Fucking vintage Slipknot. It's absolutely excellent. So I have a, I didn't watch that obviously. I yeah, listened yeah, listen to, to it. Right. All right. Um. So what else? What else we got, Dave? And Anthony AJ Brown just dropped the ball, and that's and that's just the. I can't that, believe this just, game is. I mean, we're. I mean, we're only a little bit. We're only a couple minutes into the second quarter, but. It's only that, a, that drop right there epitomizes my fantasy football season, an epic toilet flush. And he should get butt fucked. Oh, I didn't. I never did follow up. Did that remind you of something? Yes, it did. All our listeners that have been sitting for over an hour tonight listening. Well, I wonder how Mike's colonoscopy turned out. (laughs) Clean as a whistle, folks. I bet everybody was wondering. Clean as a whistle, and um, he said, "I'll see you in ten years." I'm like, "All right, adios." So and. You know, for cancer awareness, maybe I'll put pictures of my colon up on the Facebook page. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be making very many people aware of cancer other than the fact that they're looking at a colon. and Right. Well, cancer awareness, you want to get tested to make sure you don't have any. And make sure you're clean. This is what it should look like. Yes. It's yeah, what okay. it should look like. And how often could you do those um, cleanses? The uh, Mine was called the Super Bowel Prep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much. Like, could I? Do you? But you need a prescription for it. Yeah. So, so I don't know could, if could it's it do stress. damage to you. That's what I don't know. I don't know if it stresses out the bowels or not. Why because are you looking it, to do that? Yeah. That's what I told it, you. It, yeah. I told it you. Cleans you out. It's almost comical. Well, you know, you like, hear about all these <laughs> actors and actresses and celebrities and whatever talking about you know doing a cleansing. Yeah, it it, it feels yeah. pretty good when the pipes are clean, and it's. Comical, and you're sitting there, and you're just literally pissing out your asshole. (laughs) 
It's, I mean, you, you really don't have to go. It's like it's just weird. Well, I, that's so. great that you can find some things you can laugh at yourself with, Mike. Yes. So but anyway, yeah. All you know. So I'll let you guys know how I'm doing in ten years. There you go. All right, Dave. Well, on to the random question. All right, you, you were talking, you know, a couple Seinfeld episodes there. So my random question to you is. And I'll give you the old Jeopardy music, Jeopardy theme song music to think of one because no preparing here involved in the random question. So what sitcom, past, present, future, I mean, if you want to make one up, that is. Sure. Would you like to insert Dave Dawson into? And it's Dave Dawson... As the character, it's it, you're inserting yourself in to this particular sitcom, and you know, you know, you don't have to give me seasons upon seasons of it, but you know, right? Yeah. All right. So, what do you got? Uh, part of me wants to be inserted into Married with Children. Um, not well, as me as the character, I guess. Oh, uh, let's see. Where's my Where's my Jeopardy music? Um, um, let's see. Sitcom past. Um, Married with children would actually be an applicable response. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going like Bewitched. Remember that one? Oh yeah, I remember Bewitched. Yeah. All right, so to have your own genie. Well, that okay. Well. Witch was a witch. Well, I whatever, genie, genie witch. witch so, you could do so what, what you, sitcom you are you like, inserting yourself into, Dave? I don't know. I, and I if was, you're going into Bewitched... I guess I was talking out loud to think through it. Right. You know, to, so if you're going into Bewitched, how are you playing into it? Are you going to be an adversary of... Uh, Darren Stevens? What was it, Darren? Well, Darren Stevens was her yeah, husband. Something like that, yeah. What was her name? Um, I don't know the witch. <laughs> no, I can't remember. No, I mean, I my my life could be a probably be a sitcom on some level. And then ask for your life. You are going. No, to, you said you're or going, future. You said or future sitcom. All right, well, okay. Well, that you're gonna have to really pull the rabbit out of a hat if you're gonna sell that one to the public. But <laughs> no, the real random question. The real of, random question. Let me now. Let me put it in. Rephrase it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The real random question is, insert Dave Dawson into a sitcom. All right. Um, yeah, we'll go Married with Children. All right, so what are you... Now, who are you? I would are be you, the dad. Are you, I would be the... I would be... Um, no, that's not, the, that's not the question. Oh. Al Bundy is the dad. I, now, like, oh, are, okay. you, are you a son, a brother-in-law, an uncle? I would be... Um, uh, sorry about that. I would be... I would be his annoying neighbor. All right. Come in at the wrong time, give him a bunch of crap about all of his problems. All right, fair enough. You know, when I when I would probably have some of my own, I'm thinking that's how I would. Yep. I and, I, and I'm hearing you, and I'm trying to. I've got mine down to two. Right. Which one am I going with? Then I, I I've got to go with. I'm going. In the Three's Company. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I'm, I'm going to try to... I'm glad I got my seatbelt on. Where's this I'm, going? You know, I'm just going to try to be 
you know, I'm going to try to get in on the action that Jack Tripper has to pass up because Jack Tripper is the roommate of Janet and Chrissy because right. Mr. Roper thinks he's gay and therefore will allow him to be the, Romy, uh, the, the roommate. roommate. So I'm coming in that sitcom and I'm swooping up Joyce DeWitt first, Janet, and then I will get Suzanne Summers, Chrissy second. Cause I'm more, I was always more of a Joyce DeWitt guy. Yeah. So that's how I'm coming into this sitcom right. realm that I'm going in and three's company and I'm just going to, you know, like I'm just going to not really cock block, but just kind of play off a of cock block because right. Jack Tripper, the only reason he's allowed to live there is, is because Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Roper thinks he's gay. Right. So... That's good. I remember that. All right, all right. You said you had two? Did I? Uh, oh, the second one was uh, I would be happy days. And I, just, I would just want to, I would want one go around with the Fonz. Because as a young kid, the Fonz is cool. Yeah. As you get older, the Fonz is a fucking puss. <laughs> and, you know, I would go into happy days and it's like, hey, let, you know, and I, and I'm not portraying myself as some fucking badass. I'm not. I'm not a fighter. Right, right. But. It, hey, this is our podcast. It's our random question. I'm going into happy days. I'm fucking going to knock Fonzie right the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> that would have yeah. made a good show. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, boom. You know. He'd be at dinner uh, you know, <laughs> the next day with a black eye. Right. Pass me the salad. And, uh, hey. and the, uh, the funny thing in, in that was was I just never got. I love the, the greatest line of sitcom history was, "Rich, you wanted to fight this guy from a rival gang or high school or whatever on his own, and he went to Fonz for some fighting tip. fighting advice." Yeah, and, you know, um, Fonz says, "All right, you challenge him to fight, and we goes when he goes to take your when he goes to take his coat off, you hit him." And Richie said, "Oh, I get it." If I surprise him, I can beat him. If I said, oh, no, he's going to kill you, but at least you get one good shot at him. <laughs> but, yeah, so, anyway. All right. But, yeah, so that would, but my number one would definitely be Three's Company with uh, Joyce DeWitt or Janet. And good choice. Then, yeah. Good so. choice. All right. We ready to rate this? I believe we are. All right. So, I go first. Now, the question is, what is the... Let me put my thinking cap on. Do I like this beer better than the first beer? We have this. This is a state battle. This is an important rating, David. All right. Well, I rate it. I don't think I like it better than the bourbon barrel stout, but I'm going to go three nine four. Ooh. Because I did like it better than the main. No offense, Mary Ellen. I love you, Mary Ellen. You didn't brew the beer, so don't take it personally. All right. So, yeah, I don't. This is good. I like it. Um, it's probably my least favorite of the night. Really? So, yeah, I think I'm going 3.6. Wow. That's shocking to me, David. Yeah. All right. Well, so. Good. I mean, you know, good drinkability. Three six is a good rating, but, um, you know, a little bit bitter. I like the New Englands a little bit more than the uh, Americans or West Coast. 
And so this one gets a little less rating, you know what I mean? I hear you, Dave. You know, so well, and you know, let's see who's who stands. All right, you you trump me on the second tasting. I'm going to trump you on this tasting with a night high of ninety two thousand four hundred check ins. Wait, you said 92,000? Yep, 92,400 check ins, 92.4 thousand check ins. Our fine friends at Untapped come in at a um, little music playing in the background there. They come in at 3.90. So, oh, you were right there. Yeah, I was right there. You were a little below. But regardless, Dave, as I look down on the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Got this in pocket. Got battle. I am going to use it. Intention. 